Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The NHL season is underway with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-timer or a deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. The sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you. Big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 158 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday. Moving Sunday. If you can hear the sound of boxes and packing tape. We've been uh, packing up our stuff here and uh, been a busy last couple days. And uh, it's going to be busy next couple weeks. So I'm not, I'm not sure how many more episodes I'll be able to do. Um, but I was able to, and it was fu- a lot of fun last night, uh, put the packing down for a little while and, uh, took an hour and a half out and, uh, talked to William Chippeway. Um, he is an administrator, a mod over at the hockey fights and hockey fights and brawls page and, uh, and a long, lifelong Winnipeg Jets fan and Winnipeg native. 
and uh, and a good dude, and it was fun to talk to him. Um, and I and I I mentioned it on the on the uh, on the show, but uh, going forward, I mean, as I said, I'm I'm really busy, obviously, with the move to the house and everything going on, and probably be missing here a few few episodes coming up. But uh, you know, and then Chris, you know, December and the silly season and everything. Um, once the new year hits, I have a and we're all moved and everything's settled and life's back to normal. Um, I have a number of, uh, a, a, a couple, uh, different things I want to try in different series. And, uh, and one of them, I think going forward on Sundays might be sort of a fan, like what I did with William here and, uh, and just talk to different guys in different regions and, uh, you know, whether it be about the NHL or the minors or what have you. I mean, I've done it before with Jay and, and, and stuff like that, but, um, and, and Nick, but, um, yeah, I think, and I really enjoyed them, and I and I think going forward, uh, might that might be something I'm going to look into to do more of because I, like I said, I really enjoyed uh, uh, talking to William and, and to Nick and to Jay and all those guys. So, um, but yeah, anyway, guys, I'm, I'm not going to talk for very long in the intro because actually William and I go for almost two hours, I think. And uh, like I said, it's uh, going back to the very beginning of the uh, the Winnipeg Jets days in the NHL, and. Uh, yeah, and like I said, William was a diehard fan. So I mean, we, we talked Jimmy Mann, Steve Rooney, McDermott, Cronin, Don, Donnelly, all the guys. And uh, and and I, admittedly, and I even say this in the interview that um, I mean, I had seen the guys fight and stuff, but I mean, I'm, I'm not up to date on my on my Jimmy Mann fights or anything like that, or um, certainly not to the extent that William is. And uh, so it was cool to 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 hear those stories. And plus, to you know, a lot of that stuff is uh, was is not there's no footage of it. So you hear William's stories of a few Samanko fights and stuff like that when he was in Winnipeg, or when he when the Oilers would come to Winnipeg and uh, and and different things like that. So I think for the diehard old time hockey fans, you guys will really enjoy this episode. Cause like I said, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, new information that comes. Up. Unfortunately, no video, but uh, first hand account or a guy that lived through it um, is as best we're going to get these days. So, and there's a bunch of that, and I know, and William had a bunch of other stories. He um, he he definitely wants to tell, and uh, I'm definitely going to have him back on. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, he's a great guest, good dude. I really enjoyed talking to him, and uh, yeah. Um, but like I said, I'll keep this quick, guys, because I seriously, it's not just say this, I literally have to go back to packing. So, um, uh, yeah, guys, like I said, I've, I've mentioned this a bunch of the episodes. Um, hang in there if there isn't an episode on a Wednesday or something. Um, yeah, like I said, at some point, I'm going to have to unhook the computer and everything and pack it away. So um, there'll be a few, uh, a week or two where nothing's happening. So, um, and we got to get the internet hooked up out at, out at the house and everything. So there's going to be a drop time. Um, I think I'll be around on this Wednesday though. I think I'll still have time to do it Wednesday. Uh, just talk to you guys, give you the updates, see what's happening, rant and rave about something I'm sure. But, uh, as I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, you know, of course the NHL hot and heavy going on. So, I mean, those guys are throwing out content constantly i mean they always got something to talk about right so definitely check that out um normally i give them the big these guys the big the big intros but uh, like i said i'm speeding along but in the but i do want you to check out uh you know mud show down on floor i will say though go check out the video of old alec there with his with his shit kickers on and uh running the length of the ice and back to uh i will say though he went down but he didn't give up there the old marine spirit right uh yeah reached up picked up the win even though uh he was down. He was down, but not out. And uh, like I told him, "Make good work, man." I would have been gassed first trip down. I would have been done by about the blue line. 
but uh, medic, but uh, no, Alec does a firefighting podcast, does a tremendous job. Um, uh, uh, sorry, its name is escaping me, but he interviewed a, well, because he's a current kid, um, so I'm, I don't pay much attention to the current stuff, so forgive me, but uh, he apparently was very, he plays for the Florida Everblades, and uh, yeah, he's uh, one of the young, one of the few remaining fighters in the league, so, uh, oh, and I feel bad, oh, Noah, no, why do I want, Noah keeps coming to my head, but I'm sorry, I can't remember, off the top of my head, I uh, I don't remember his name, but uh, regardless of that, check out Alex's show anyway, um, oh, tremendous back catalog by Lois, Yablonski, Rob Ray, Segroy, on and on, Alex does a great job, he's also creator of the Enforcer Appreciation Group uh, on Facebook, so all these fight groups to join on Facebook. But, um, yeah, Alec runs that. So, uh, definitely give that a try and, uh, check it out. And also Broadway, Joe Lazito. Give it a Lazito. He is an Islander enforcer. Well, um, at this point, I almost want to say a New York based podcast, but it will say I, for now, New York Islander based, uh, enforcer podcast, the Coliseum Chronicles. Again, tremendous back catalog, Dakota, Strudwick, Bolton, on and on. Bang up job. Joe's busy back working nine, to, you know, nine to five or whatever the hours they got Joe working at. Um, so he's a busy dude, uh, right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, tremendous back catalog. Um, and, uh, I don't, Fazio was his last two part interview. Um, I have not, like I said, I've been so, uh, busy and my head's up in the clouds. I haven't been up the, cl- up in the clouds, up my ass. I don't know. One of the two, probably both. Um, I'm, I am really not sure what's going on in the podcast. I haven't listened to anything for, for a while now. And, uh, so my apologies, uh, to those guys who, uh, they put out new episodes and, um, I know I'm trying to, I'm rushing through it. I, I don't mean it to be disrespectful to this week, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I gotta, I, st- I gotta go to my parents. I'll drop some stuff off and I still have to edit this interview, uh, cause there's a few glitches and, uh, upload it and everything and pack. So, um, forgive me for my quick intro today, but, uh, if you happen to be on social media, fourth line voice on Facebook, as well as Twitter and on YouTube, um, over 2,500 fight videos on there, check them out. Just, uh, well, I was going to say just, it's probably two weeks ago or what a week ago. Now I uploaded some little Drager and Mel Engelstad, some IHL stuff, but, uh, yeah, uh, not, not a lot of up, uploads lately, uh, you know, or for the next little bit anyway, but, uh, de- like I said, definitely, uh, subscribe to the channel uh, because once we, like I said, once we get packed and moved to the house and, or unpacked and at the house and everything settled again, um, I have a lots of cool shit that I want to upload and I can get back at it. And there'll definitely be some cool stuff coming on that channel. I have some stuff in the works. So subscribe to the fourth line voice YouTube channel as well. Uh, like I said, if you could rate and review my show, it really helps me out in the searches. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you very much for for everybody for tuning in. If you're new, if you're a friend of Williams or you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Thank you for coming uh, and checking it out. I highly encourage you to check out my back catalog. Um, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Joey Tedarenko, Roman Volpat, Clark Wilm, on and on. Steve Matt, yeah, Steve McIntyre already said, but uh, yeah, definitely go back, give it a give it a look, see, give it a listen. I think you'll dig it. Um, in in normal, I guess in normal times, um, Wednesday was interview day, and then Sunday I call it shit show Sunday, where it's my rant episode, and I rant about the current goings ons and whatever's bugging me, 
and then we usually talk uh, an old topic or two, uh, you know, going through the aggressive hockey report or a top 10 list or a tough guy, the old tough guy magazines or, or what have you all, we'll talk, talk some old stuff too. So, um, and that's every Sunday. So definitely go back and check those out. Uh, I think you get, you think you get a kick out of them, but how about I shut up and we'll get into it here. Here's my conversation with William, some old Winnipeg Jets talk. I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. All right, here on the Fourth Line Voice, special guest here on this Sunday episode. Uh, it is from Winnipeg, Manitoba, William Chipaway. William, how are you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. How about you? Very good. Thank. Hey, I, I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to come on, and uh, and, and we're going to talk some Jets tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, glad to be on. Uh, I listen to it all the time. I, I really enjoy your podcast. So. Uh, oh, so you're the one. You yeah, you bet. You, Alec, and uh, Joe, I enjoy them all. So, but um, oh, wow. I've been giving yours a lot of listening. So, well, William, we started off hot there, then you included me with those two, and now we're just we're back down yeah. to the bottom. You're, you're pulling me back, <laughs> back down, down here. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. But we might edit that part out. We'll see. But uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, well, like I said, we uh, we talked to the phone earlier, and uh, and I know you're. Uh, also, an administrator there at the on one of the Facebook yep. groups, the uh, Hockey Fights and Brawls page that has, geez, how yep. many members you guys got over there? It's over fifty thousand. Uh, yeah, we got close to sixty thousand or fifty nine thousand, and a few other people. So yeah, it's going to be uh, hitting sixty thousand pretty soon because there's um, there's uh, people people want to enter it every day. So, but also uh, we keep it private as well. So. We have to approve who wants to join and all that. So, and we have two simple questions, and if they don't answer, forget it. Like, we want hockey, hockey fight fans, not uh, not uh, goofballs and all that. So, or people that are not interested in fights. So, so, but it's a it's a good page. So, no, absolutely, yeah. I uh, signed up there yeah. a little while ago when I got the show back on, when I got the show on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I've really yeah. really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, there's a few of those groups. Obviously, Alex and the Enforcer Appreciation Group, and then yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Clint's sure. over there with the hockey fights, hits and brawls. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, and I mean that group's got. Oh man, I, I can't even remember what it's got now. I think it's got fifty thousand yeah. members too. Um, yeah, he's getting, uh, he's climbing up there as well. Yeah, he, he likes to have a lot of members, and he's got a lot of um, uh, admins as uh, ex NHL players and forcers too as admins. So he's uh, he likes to have a lot of people in his group when I've chatted with him. Uh, so. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, I like to see a lot of pages like that, so um, a lot more content. And uh, you never know, somebody might uh, find something on one of the pages that a lot of other, uh, that, that that's not out there on bid. So, yeah, no, exactly. Nice. And, it's, yeah. and it's sort of like the closest thing, we're like I always say, we're going to get to the old fight message board days, right? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Were you a member of the Fried Chicken Fight site? Yeah, I was, but I didn't... Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, partake in a lot of discussions or I would just read and yeah. I enjoyed that. I like some of the stuff, uh, and, um, I have to admit some of the arguments that were pretty comical and, uh, amusing, but, uh, I still would never, uh, uh, I didn't really partake in, uh, any of the discussions or anything like that. So, but yeah, some of the, some of the articles, some of the guys come up with uh, were amazing. Like, uh, that, that, what was that aggressive hockey report? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Did yeah. you have any yeah, of those back a, in the day? Uh, no, uh, you know, I, I just oh, yeah, I feel so. Uh, 
I should have saved them. Like uh, I think a lot of people felt that way, and then eventually the site went down. So that that just sucked, eh? So yeah, no, it's funny when you mentioned the fried chicken. Yeah, like I was a member almost right from the start, but yeah, I was sort of the same as you. Mm-hmm. I was more of a more of a lurker than a participant. You know, actually, most of the time, I think I just used the tape trading section. I think that was my uh, my biggest section was was yeah. just doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I would do that, but I I did um participate not in discussions but i would post a lot of stuff on uh on that hockey fights uh um site and uh which uh has gone totally shit now so yeah hockey, um whatever yeah so yeah. i know you've had your problems with them but yeah it doesn't uh you know, whoever runs it now ugh. so I, I don't even bother going there anymore so no, I mean, yeah, once they killed the message board, that really kind of, uh, I mean, I know over yeah. the last few years, even when the message board was up, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the fighting's way down and pretty lean, and I think a lot of members had gone, but there was still that, mm-hmm. I, I still um, really enjoyed, like, the old school section. Cause it, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and that's that the thing, and like, yeah, like you said, right? I mean, and once that site went down, both it and fried chicken, I mean, that's a lot of fight history knowledge that's gone now forever oh yeah yeah oh i know drop your gloves that was a that was a that was a hard one to take also i put a lot of stuff on that on that site because i have a lot of old hockey news going back from um late 70s right up to the 90s and so i'd have schedules and uh and stats of all the games so i added a lot of fights and a lot of schedules and scores and all that from the minor leagues and all that so um the guy that ran that drop your gloves uh put me in his um i don't know the administrator where all the people that worked on the site so that was kind of cool so but yeah that was a that was a hit when that site went down so i oh. go there every day so. oh absolutely oh yeah that site was awesome i love drop your gloves that was my favorite out of all of them and it was like yeah uh, me too for yeah sure. well like you said you you had those all those old hockey news going back that far so obviously you're born and raised in winnipeg and uh yes lifelong jets fan so um yeah for sure you know of course they started in the in the WHA in 72 and you know 72 to 79 yeah. right the WHA when did you kind of start um like w- like your first memories of the Jets like what year would that be uh it would have to be in the NHL when they first entered but i remember going to a few games in, in the WHA when their last season of the WHA but i i really didn't um follow them i was still pretty young so i didn't um I didn't really follow them, but I remember going to a couple games. I saw the Cincinnati Stingers, and I saw them play the Oilers in the playoffs in the last, uh, the last, the last in the finals and the, the last season as well. And there's a couple other games I would have seen in there, but I don't uh, don't remember much of those days. So I wish I would have because there's some, and I wish there was more footage of that uh, those days as well. So they had some mean guys in the WHA. So. Yeah, well, that's um, well. Speak, like you being in Winnipeg and stuff. Did they? Um, I mean, I'm going to test your very young memory back then. But do you know? Did they play a lot of games? Did the WHA play a lot of games on TV? Like in Winnipeg? You know what they did? They would have. Uh, I remember they had a, a show called The Game of the Week. I forget which station carried it, and they would play uh, one game each week from the WHA and. Uh, um, that was good. So you get one game a week, and then um, that, that's it, as far as I know. But there was no station. As soon as they hit the NHL, then um, a station here carried about ten of their games all year. So, but I remember that that, that I forget who it was that had that. It's called the game of the week, and they would show it Saturday afternoon, and then sometime during the week, 
So I don't think it was live, but they would just uh, um, replay the game. So, so but that, that's it as far as I remember. That's all the the only um, broadcast they had. So well, and I'm gonna uh, I, I already know the answer, and you're gonna break my heart anyway. Because I gotta ask, did you tape any of those games of the week? No. Yeah. No. See, there you Mark, go. No, I know that sucks. Eh? Shit. Even the first year of the Jets, I didn't tape any of those games when they entered the NHL. But shit. I wish I would have so much. That would have been a, just a footage that's not around and um, the brawling and the fighting in those days. The WHA was pretty good for that. So, yeah. Just didn't much have tough guys, though, really. Uh, they had Kim Claxon. Yeah. That's that's about it, really. So, that's, and he fought everybody. So. so yeah, like I was kind of, uh, before we got going, I kind of went through the rosters and I was just kind of looking <laughs> and it's like um, early on, uh, I will say though, in we'll get into it, but kind of, some of the teams were a lot. The Jets were a lot tougher than I thought they were until I started looking at their mm-hmm. roster, and you forget, right? And then you start looking, it's like, oh yeah. yeah, they were all there together at the same time. So it's it's kind of interesting, yeah. but uh, and we'll get into that. But um, yeah, like you said, Clax in there, seventy seven, seventy eight, and then um, yeah. actually leading up to that, like from seventy two to like seventy seven, there's like no like no one really on the jets i know yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah you know i mean it, and at the same time it's like you, you couldn't really argue with the success though i mean they won three cups so it's like yeah for sure you know yeah. i mean yeah you know they got had bobby hall and stuff of course and he was the big yeah. deal but um that 78 79 team of course they had uh Ruskowski and klaxon and then uh scott and campbell. campbell and yeah uh, yeah yeah, that they had those three for sure that were. And I think there was a couple other ones that played pretty tough. So, yeah. But yeah, those right. The last couple of seasons they had that. They had that. So that was good. They picked them up when um, I think Indian or Houston, I think, pulled it the year before. So, I think they somehow got the rights of those players. So that was that was good. So. Yeah, and then of course, um, yeah, I guess it would be uh, I guess seventy nine, eighty, is the first year in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. So, and of course, and, uh, Winnipeg. That's when the Jimmy Mann. Exactly. That's about to say Winnipeg. Of course, their first round pick was Jimmy Mann, and uh, yeah, you sure. know he had Mann, and then I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Barry Melrose. I mean, not that he was a huge fighter, but yeah. I mean, he's a little gritty. I mean, he wouldn't, no. you know, he wasn't certainly he wasn't soft or anything. And then of course you yeah. had actually Hoyda. Yeah, Dave Hoyda. He he didn't play too long though. No. That's unfortunate. I think he had a bad back. And he didn't play much games, but uh, I know he fought Phil Russell a couple times, and I'm not sure who else he fought when he was at the Jets. And they also had, um, yeah, Melrose. You mentioned Scott Campbell was there, yep. And Bill Riley was there. He, um, I think he only had one fight as a Jet though, but he was a bit of an aggressive player. But and uh, yeah, so they they had a couple tough guys for sure. But uh, Man was the main one. He, his fight card in that first season was amazing. Oh, and I, I got. Three of those fights, I think, but that's it. I've seen on video, or I've, I have on video, but I've seen a couple other ones. So, um, but, uh, yeah, like overall, like I mean, he's he's like twenty years old at the time. Um, mm-hmm. how, well, I'll, I'll test you. See, this is like I'm I'm out of I'm out of my my depth here. I have no. Uh, I mean, I know who he is, and I've seen a few of his fights here and there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm far from yeah. anything of a Jim Man expert. What was your What was your take on him being there and watching him fight? Um, like the three fights that you say you have on video, like how how do he look as a twenty year old man? Uh, he looked great because 
in two of the fights, he dropped um, Dave Hansen and Don Jackson uh, when they were playing in Minnesota with uh, with his left. So because he had the left, and a lot of guys are surprised when they um when they get uh, hit with a lefty. So um, they were knockouts, but he uh, put them down. So those are good. And then he fought Dwayne Sutter, I believe, and that wasn't much of a fight. But there's also uh, people talk about um, when he knocked out Playfair and hit him in the nose, and uh, they, they said it was just gallons of blood. So. And uh, but I didn't see that. I don't know if there's video of it. All. I don't know. But uh, the two, the three I have, uh, were, two of them are good the knockdowns. So, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of folklore about Jimmy Mann in his first season. Like he fought, I think it was Secor, Jonathan, and O'Reilly in one game here in Winnipeg. So, so that was uh, that's that's another one. I wish I would have been at that game. That would have been nice. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting, right? Because of course, Man had the the big rep coming out of the uh, Quebec Junior, and uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty much like no time in the minors. It was like just thrown right to the wolves. Yeah, that's what happened to him. Yeah, he didn't go to the minors till later in his career. And also, he I think he scored close to thirty goals in his last season at Junior. Yep. So he was. Um, they were expecting him to uh, be a bit of a more of a power forward. But I, I I've read this before. That he was kind of pushed into the enforcer role, and really wasn't given a chance to develop. So that's what I've I've heard about him. So and he kind of didn't really care for that, but he wanted to play in the NHL. So I think that's what he had to do to stick around. So, but uh, he was uh, he was fun to watch. So when he, when he was when he got involved, so. No, absolutely. When did when did you start? Kind of like, were you ever? Did you ever have like season tickets or like on a regular? What what time period were you kind of going regularly to the games? Um, the second season they were in the NHL, when they only won nine games. I, I went to probably about um, <clears throat> maybe 20 to 30 games that year. I had a friend who had a connection, and he would get tickets all the time. So I went to a lot of those games. So, um, But they were they were terrible. They worked hard, but they had no talent. They, were, uh, they just, um, just weren't very good at all. So. That uh, Lukovic was on Lindstrom and Sullivan guys, all these players that were their their top players, but they weren't uh, they weren't very uh, weren't very good. So, yeah, I mean, at that time, like yeah. you said, you, you kind of had Hoyda there, but he was he was that was the end of him with the nine games, and um, yeah, and I don't think Man played that much. Uh, I think didn't he get suspended for a while? Yeah, he got suspended. Um, well, that was uh, that was a few years later. I forget what season that happened. That was like in the early '80s um, when he uh, when he punched out um, Paul Gardner. Um, yeah, that was in the '81 '82 season, his third season in NHL. Okay, because uh, uh, Paul Gardner cross-checked Doug Smale uh, and broke his stick over his jaw, and Doug Smale just returned from a broken jaw. So a man was pretty upset and went out, and um, I guess you could say he suckered him. He did. He came from behind and, and knocked him down and broke his jaw. So. But I remember listening to that game too, and this footage of that I had that one because uh, Winnipeg would had that um, on their news clips all the time. That's one of the ones I, I got. Uh, I got years later from uh, from when they showed it on the news or something like that. So, but, well, uh, yeah. When did you start? Um, uh, did you, did you? When did you start taping things? Or did you? Were you ever like a really big taping guy? Yeah, I uh, I started recording in the mid '80s, which sucked because 
uh, I had a VCR, but I didn't record any of those earlier stuff. For uh, I had a VCR maybe two or three years before that, and uh, I didn't even think of taping games. I just one time threw a tape in and recorded this game was Boston Winnipeg, and the first fight I think I recorded was uh, Kaiten Tuzak fight, which was like in the mid eighties, eighty five or eighty six, I believe. So, so that uh, uh, that's too bad I didn't um, start recording earlier. So. But uh, yeah, because there was uh, there, there was always uh, games, and back in those days, there was fights all the time. So in the 80s, early '80s, and there isn't much footage of a lot of early '80s stuff anywhere. So there's a few, but not not as much as from the mid '80s right up till till the '90s or till now, basically. So yeah, I mean, well, like you and I were talking about that the other night there, and it was just like it just seemed, um, you know, back in the in the those early. And well, just the eighties, basically. I mean, uh, as far as I can remember, Hockey Night in Canada, it was basically always. I mean, the yeah. early game was always Toronto, and then the late yeah. game was always yeah. Edmonton or Calgary. I don't remember uh-huh. That's right, yeah. a, a lot of Winnipeg. Well, I mean, shit. When you got nine wins, they're not going to put you on TV. So it's like, you <laughs> yeah, know. that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I know got, they did so. Yeah, and I mean, you got the Oilers all stacked there with Gretzky and Coffee and all yeah, of them. Sure. I mean, of course you they're going to get in. TV, right? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and it's but, yeah, I know. Yeah, they didn't have much coverage in those days. So, um, but we had our local station, and yeah. there was a few, um, a few games. I remember. I remember he punched out John Gibson when John Gibson was at Toronto, and uh, he broke his nose. I don't know. Jimmy Rand broke his nose then, and that's another. See, I would have had footage of that, and just, oh, it sucks. But I, I just didn't record back in then, so that uh, that was horrible. And then, um. Well, what, was, early what was the Semenko fight you were telling me about? Oh, he um, uh, he fought Semenko, but he um, that one I heard was a good one too. But I've never seen footage of it. But the one I, I wish I would have recorded that was on CBC. It was in a playoff, so it was a game. I'm not sure who else it was. Uh, Semenko just destroyed Brian Maxwell, and uh, he kind of jumped him a bit, but still. But I don't think even if they squared off, I still think Semenko just would have kicked him anyway. So yeah, and it was the Maxwell was pouring blood and all that. And I think that was uh, I still win the series. It was the opening round, and they were best of five. So and Edmonton won in three games easily, and it was I think the near the end of the game three, and that just put. Uh, that just finished it off. They had the Oilers kicked the Jets in a series, and then they just pounded them in the fights too. So, but that's one one. And one fight I wish I had, even though the Jet gets slaughtered, but still, I just uh, you know, just a fight I wish uh, I would have recorded. My friend Luciano had it, and his brother recorded over that game, and he was so mad. He's a big. Um, I think we talked earlier. Yeah, he's a yep. he's a huge Semenko fan. So, yeah. Well, and I think he listens to the show here. So. Uh... Uh, yeah, cool. we're, uh, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get him on the show. We had to do a, a Dave Semenko special because he'd be the guy to talk to. About oh yeah, that. yeah, for sure. He told me he met him once, and he said he was just huge and scary. And uh, so, because back in those days, he had his high hair, and he just uh, so yeah, just, like really scary looking man. So yeah, well, hey, it was interesting when you threw man out there earlier. I didn't, uh, I didn't say it, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, you know. Uh, taking Playfair, I mean, that's a that's a big notch right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do know uh, a couple weeks after that, when he knocked uh, knocked off Playfair, Playfair came back, and from reading the reviews, like on Drop Your Gloves, and, um, and and I think in the hockey news, that Playfair got the better from that fight. So, But also, you can't go by the reviews sometimes, because I remember with the man in Gardner one, 
uh, somebody reviewed the fight and said they squared up. He said he was at the arena that night and they squared up face to face and um, and man dropped him. But that didn't happen. Man came from behind and suckered him. So, and uh, but he he was um, still. Uh, I don't I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, when your adrenaline's going, you don't care. You just want to go get the guy. So, so well, like you said, I mean, other players. Yeah, I mean, Smale's got a uh, coming back from a broken jaw, and then the guy. See, that was the thing. It wasn't like he just did this out of the out of the blue. Exactly. You know, it was like, yeah. no, there was a reason for it. And I'm sure leading up to it, he told Paul Gartner, as they were probably on the bench, that I'm going to get you. Like, I'm, it, I'm sure it yeah. wasn't just a, a, out of nowhere. I can't believe he did that. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he knew it was coming. But uh, at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, um, no, I think it happened right away. He, he cross-checked him. And then he was going to get a penalty. Cross-checks mail. I think Mann left the bench oh, and well, came right yeah. after, and that's when he punched Gardner. It happened all within a second. So. Oh, wow, well, there you go. Well, so then maybe he didn't tell yeah. him it was coming. But, but, yeah, so but hey, it's... I think it, that's how it happened. So. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not getting sucker punched if you don't throw the cross-check. So it's like... there. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, called so. frontier justice, yeah. kids. You know? And, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, and it was a jungle back then, and that was like, I mean, now oh, they get mad sure. and block each other on Instagram if they're mad at each other. But, oh, you know, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> but back then, yeah, it's, I did. Uh, I did see footage too of um, the training camp, the first training camp the Jets had. He uh, he knocked out Larry Hopkins' teeth that was in training camp. They show footage of it on uh, on the news. So, and Larry Hopkins, he was uh, he played with the Jets for a little bit, a couple seasons, I think. Didn't play much. Um, Actually, he was on Howard Chuck's line when Howard Chuck first entered the league, along with Paul McLean. I think they played uh, played a year with them, and uh, but that's it. And then I think I'm not sure where he went after that. He might have been in L.A. or Pittsburgh before he came to the Jets or after. So, but he wasn't 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 really a physical player or anything like that. He was big, but that's it. So, and what else have I seen of man that uh, that's um, that's not out there? That's it. I think that's all I can think of. So. But he had, uh, I've got a couple of his when he was in Quebec and Pittsburgh, but that's it. So, so there isn't much footage of him. It's too bad. So, yeah, like you're saying, right? With the like we're before there with uh, you know with with the lack of television coverage and uh, you know early '80s. Like I said, it's uh, you know it wasn't a big. I I mean I don't know how many tape guys there were in Winnipeg at the time, but it's pretty much if like you yeah. or Luciano and them weren't recording, no one's getting it, right? Well, my boy yeah, Warren exactly, would have been out yeah. there too. He might have, Warren might have some stuff that, uh, but yeah, other, probably. Yeah, he might. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, it's like, you know, it. Uh, and if it's not out there, it's that, and it's like um, Vancouver stuff. Same thing. I mean, they didn't get when you're out there. You didn't get a lot of press in the '80s, right? Like you just think of all yeah. that early, mm-hmm. like it, Kurt Fraser and all that stuff. Like that oh, stuff's not yeah. really around, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. It, they just didn't yeah, get, definitely. and I mean, and I mean, people listen the younger people now. Oh, we got center ice package. You can see every game and satellite dishes and all that. Yeah. Well, this is way before mm-hmm. that, man. You know, like we were just yeah, for you, sure. You got hockey night in Canada, and that was it. You know, at least yeah, for at it. least in yeah. Saskatoon. Yeah. I mean, I guess you were saying they'd play ten games or so on the local news every once or the local stations every once in a while. Yeah, how about that? So yeah, yeah. So. I mean, and yeah, that's, that's, and that's like you said, that's local, right? I mean, we certainly weren't getting that yeah. in Saskatoon. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. So a lot of that stuff, like you said, if it's not, you know, it's gone, right? And uh, yeah, that's so sad. Oh, yeah. I just was watching that uh, one of those uh, old ones. I don't know where this video came as where um, when uh, 
when Kirk Fraser uh, knocked down Willie Platt, they, they battled so much. But this was uh, early days when Fraser, it was in Vancouver, and Platt was in Calgary, and he, he dropped them. So, but that's just a short vid, and uh, I just watched that one today. I don't know what made me come across that. So, Fraser was a bad uh, dude. You've seen that one, eh? Yeah. Sorry. Fraser was a bad dude, man. Yeah, yeah. So he had a good battle. I think one of my favorite fights with him was when oh I don't know he um, when he fought Ben Wilson at one time that yep. was a good one. And then who did he knock out? I think it was a leafy he yeah. knocked a broke out. wasn't it wasn't really a big fighter. He, yeah, he it was like Dave, there, Dave but, Farish, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. But uh, well, you mentioned his name, and I mean, obviously, he's not a fighter or anything like that. But I mean, um, no. how how big was like his first overall pick, Hall of Fame career, and unfortunately died here a little while ago. But how big was Dale Howardchuck in Winnipeg? What was that like to be there? And, uh, oh, he was huge. They even just uh, named a street after him not long ago. So he he's uh, still the most popular Jet of all time. So yeah. And yeah, so yeah, it's unfortunate what happened to him, and it was pretty sad. People still put up uh, on the jet pages; they put pictures of him and all that. And uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he was uh, he was good. He, he was uh, really popular here. So, I've got a few of his fights. He didn't fight much, but uh, I've got a few of his as well. So, yeah, and, it, um, it, I got it, one. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, oh, go I ahead. Mean, I got one where he takes down Gretzky really good in the playoffs. That, uh, and I remember that game. The fans are just going crazy, but he took him down pretty hard and was kind of a cheap shot. And Gretzky smashed his head on the ice and all that. So, but that was another one where the Oilers were kicking us, and I think that was in the final game as well. So, but yeah, he was uh, he, he was good. I watched a lot of his career, and he was uh, fun to watch. He was a smart player. I didn't think he skated too well, but he obviously was was a Hall of Famer and all that. But he was super smart, and everything else he did was was excellent. So. But uh, that just um, didn't skate as good as somebody like Glenn Anderson or whatever, or Paul Coffey, that's all. But he was still um, NHL caliber, obviously. So, but uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was good. So. No, absolutely. And it's like, and I said, growing up as a kid, I remember way back when, uh, uh, you know, I would have, you know, right, right around this time, I had a, a, the Titan hockey sticks. I had a Titan oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. poster, and it had Howard Chuck and Gretzky facing off, and uh because that was always kind of oh, the two yeah. guys, and it's unfortunate for Howard Chuck. He was always in that shadow, right? He was always yeah, in Gretzky's sure. shadow, and I think he got he gets overlooked a lot for how. But he was so good, and it was like yeah, for sure, yeah. You know, and of course that's yeah. right in the middle of the Oilers dynasty, and like he said, you oh, know, Edmonton yeah. kicked the shit yeah. out of him in the playoffs every year in the first round, and yeah, well, he was to get slaughtered. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's you know. why I just like the Oilers so so long. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, yeah. But uh, That's why I didn't mind last year. I didn't mind the Jets taking the Oilers in four, and it was, for me that was good enough. Even though they got slaughtered next round by Montreal, pretty, pretty fast. But uh, I enjoyed them beating the Oilers. I think that's the first time we ever beat them in a playoff series. So, but that was nice. Uh, I like that. So just because uh, I still think of back when the Oilers kicked us all the time. Even once we were up three games to one, and they still came back and beat us. So, yeah. No, that was always the yeah the poor Jets. Uh, yeah, I remember we had a friend here in town. He was a Jets fan back then, when, and he was a friend of my dad's. And I remember you know the Jets hat. It was always this is going to be the year. And then Gretzky and them would just yeah. stomp him every time. And, yeah, yeah he, sure. he'd just be depressed yeah. about it. But yeah, uh, well, the following year, uh, you know, eighty two, eighty three, kind of in there. Of course, he still had Maxwell and Man, and 
Um, yeah. But this is also the year in the twelfth uh, overall, uh, Winnipeg drafts Jim Kite. And, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I always say with Kite, I mean everybody. Oh, good night, Jim Kite, and you know everybody talks oh. about the coaster thing and all that. But, yeah, for sure. And that was yeah. brutal. And even Kite himself said that really changed him. That fight. He's even said that, mm-hmm. but I think That's it's, sure. it, and again, with the lack of footage and Winnipeg not being a primetime team and all that, I think it gets lost yeah. on a lot of people and how good Jim Kite was early on in his career. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, um, I, every time I see a comment like that or somebody putting up about, then I usually, um, post a whole bunch of fights where Kite, uh, cause he, he won the majority of his fights, uh, early in his career and he beat some big guys. So I always like to put stuff up like that, but yeah, it's always that kosher one that people think of and all that. So uh, these are people, those are fair other fight fans that don't realize that haven't watched a lot of footage. So, so I understand that, but yeah, he was, he, I think he was near the top for a while there, like in, um, in the mid eighties, he was one of the top fighters. I wouldn't say the top, but he was pretty close. So he beat some big guys. So, um, that Kluzak fight, that's the first one I ever recorded. And I remember uh, my VCR tape, VHS tape, it's just, uh, I eventually got it on DVD, but it's still worn because I watched that fight. I I don't know, a hundred times at least, maybe, oh, probably more now, but back then I would just play it over and I get all my friends over to, uh, come and watch it. So, so that that was uh that's that's my favorite fight of all time, just because being a Winnipeg fan, there's been other ones, but that that one, the Kite Kuzak fight, so Yeah, I mean that was he had a great fight there. He did great uh, I mean he put down Dave Brown, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in that Winnipeg. Was and, yeah, that was here in Winnipeg, yeah. And then he had some good battles with McSorley. Yep. And all that, so that was nice. So Yeah, and like and uh yeah, and like I said, solid player and uh yeah, and I, and I yeah. think, and it's unfortunate, like like I said, he gets you know that reputation. And yeah, and you know, and, and later, I mean, Jim caught a few. I mean, Ray and all the Palouse, yeah, and sure. I mean, they all got yeah. him. But I mean, hey, the, at the end of the day, if you're a fight fan, I mean, he would just stick his chin out and go for it. And it's yeah, I knew I like that. So yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he, uh, yeah, I know he had a couple one battle. Uh, people talked about read in the hockey news or somewhere, and I that he had a really good fight with. Uh, Cox and Ron DeLorme in a preseason in Vancouver when he was coming up. I think this is before he became a regular player. But yeah, that I've never seen that, but it's one that I read about and I go, oh, so I wish that. There might have been footage, who knows, on the news, but I've never, never seen it. So so I just go for what people say that we're at the game or whatever. So, but uh, yeah, those would have been, would have been nice to see. So, no, absolutely. And, um, well, and, and, uh, yeah, like you said, in the '80s, there with with the Jets, like I was saying before. I mean, um, I mean, you had Kite and stuff like that, and uh, mm-hmm. but then it was like you know Boschman and uh, Ray Newfeld, yeah, and you, you had guys that like were yeah, like sure. I mean, Terry Turnbull they, and Jim Neal. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, they Andrew certainly McBain weren't soft. And, yeah, yeah. Even Randy Carlisle had over 200 minutes one year, <laughs> and he wasn't. Uh, he was more of a skilled defenseman, but he had a. Over 200 minutes one year. I don't know what he, he was always just over 100 in his career. But that year, I don't know what happened. Uh, he might have just uh, accumulated a lot of misconducts. But uh, I do have a few of his fights as well. So, and he, but he wasn't a fighter. He was uh, more like you say, as a, or, um, a playmaker and uh, offensive defense player. So, but yeah, they had some um, uh, more like every team. They had their tough guys in the 80s. That's where a lot of tough guys were. I remember one game in Philadelphia, they called up two guys, um, Tom Martin and Joel Byerjohn, and they put them 
uh, on uh, along with Ron Wilson. It, just because they had the game in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia was stacked with tough guys then. That was in the mid-'80s, something like that. That was the only time I think those two guys played uh, in the same game. And I don't even think that line got on the ice. I remember listening to the game, and I never heard their names at all, but they, they put that line. Ron Wilson wasn't a fighter, but the other two guys were. They were, uh, you know who they are, Byron and Martin, Tom Martin. So. Well, I was going to say, William, you're reading my notes because I actually have his name circled right here. <laughs> On my page, I don't, I, I know nothing about Tom Martin. Um, oh yeah, he, yeah, he. I, I watched him and listened to him a lot, but yeah, I don't. There's another one, not much footage of. Uh, I've got some of the, some stuff uh, when he was at Hartford, but as a Jet, nothing. So, so, but he, uh, I liked him because he, he would just go out and hit guys, uh, like just, just go run guys all the time, and uh, wasn't a great fighter, but he uh, got involved, of course. I do know he hit Poplinski, and no, that was Byers when I hit him and. He's um, broke his nasal cavity, so, um, and I like guys like that. That's another thing too. Is I don't didn't record fights. I, rec- I kept all the fights, but I also kept hits. I like I like watching big hits. So, so that's uh, that see, was one William, time. I wish William, they you got some, you got some footage I want to uh, take a look at. I think here we're gonna have to work something out yeah. after I'm moved because you sound like oh, you got some good sure. shit. Yeah. You know. Um, well, another guy in the in the '85 year that you guys got that um, he goes under the radar, and I mean, I'm not saying he's a killer or anything, but I always actually kind of, I I've I don't know why it was. You know, I mean, it's probably a year or two ago, but um, I ended up I was going through my DVDs, and I was he he was on there a bunch of times. I'm like, this guy's not bad. It was Teglin Eddie? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had some good fights. He yeah. had a bad no. I just put a fight of his where he fought Frawley. And he takes a beating there, and you can see the blood pouring out of his nose in the penalty box, and he had to leave right away to get that looked after. But he had a, had a good fight with Norwood, and um, he beat Tenorti, which is surprising, because that's when Tenorti was with the Rangers. And Tenorti's big, and is a, he's a good fighter throughout his career. So, uh, he, had a, he was good. Yeah, he got into a... And I got a couple where he fought Otto, and they were good fights. So, yeah, his fights were entertaining. He would sit back and throw as well. Yep. So... But he got punched out by Kosher as well. I think he got his nose busted by Kosher, and um, a few other times. But he always got involved. He he was fun to watch. Yeah, so, and he's a physical guy. So um, I was going to say, well, uh, I didn't meet him, but Byerjan. I used to work at when I was a kid. I worked at a men's clothing store, and my supervisor was a Frenchman, a huge French accent from Quebec, and uh, Byerjan would come in, and they would go lunch. For lunch together because uh Byron didn't speak any English so they would have lunch together at the the big mall here in Winnipeg so that was pretty cool but that was just before I started so I never got to meet him so that's unfortunate but I did see Donnelly come in a few times and uh uh he was uh and mean very intimidating but once he started talking with the other salesman he he's a very nice man so he he was pretty cool but the, we I was a uh, the low end um, men's clothing so they would only come and buy ties and stuff like that they wouldn't buy their suits there so but uh, i saw a few jet players come through there that was nice so they uh yeah old old gord donnelly well we'll get to gord in a sec one name i want to throw at (laughs) you um give me the lowdown on this cat rooney steve rooney oh yeah yeah i liked him i just uh um he was a good skater. I'm surprised he didn't make it. Uh, didn't play on a regular line all the time. He was always uh, like a fourth line. And um, but he uh, gave Anderson a good beating. But Anderson wasn't a fighter in the playoffs, and had some um, 
Let's see, what he, I think most of his good fights when he was in Montreal, though, he had a good fight with Cox. He, he got um, beat up pretty bad here one night by Herb Ragland, So, But, yeah, I've got some footage of him. He fought uh, Schofield a couple times. No, Cox. Uh, he fought Cox again. They had a good fight in Montreal when he was with Montreal and Cox Vancouver. But then they fought again when Cox was in Calgary. But that, was, uh, that wasn't much of a fight. But he, I liked him. He was another one. He was, I think he threw a left as well, so... But I always thought he could have uh, could have been better as a third line or maybe even second. I thought he skated very well, but he just uh, just never. I don't know if he got the chance or whatever would happen. So, um, didn't he have a head injury that ended his career when he was playing in the minors? Do you know about that or? No, I. I mean, I've like I yeah. said, he's one of those guys that I. I mean, I've seen him briefly on a few assorted DVD or tapes or DVDs now, I yeah. guess. But it was like I never yeah. really. I mean, I know the name, and I've seen a few fights, but I mean, no, I don't. I don't know anything about him, really. Okay, yeah, I think that's what happened to him when he was playing. Uh, when he's in a, after Winnipeg, he went to um, New Jersey, I believe, and then he got he was playing with Utica, and I think he got hit hit and head first into the board. Not head first. I think his head hit the boards, and I think that ended his career. I think he was um, it was pretty bad for a while, but I think he's fully recovered. I believe that's what happened, but I'm not positive. So, but I, I liked him a lot. He was uh, he was good. He always got uh, he always took the body and uh, fought all it uh, a lot. So, but yeah, I think he only spent a year, maybe two years here in Winnipeg. So, yeah. Um, well, one of the guys that uh, you know that was that was there briefly, uh, and I, I'm, I'm thinking that was probably right at the right at the end of his career. And you had mentioned his name was Dwight Schofield. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He fought Cox as well. I think that was their. Um, they fought uh, in uh, when, when Cox was here in Calgary. It wasn't as good as their battles when he was uh, with Washington and Cox was in Vancouver, especially that one where he yeah. knocked out Cox. But yeah, he he um, he had a good fight with McGuire, but McGuire got the better of him then. And who else did he fight? Now I'm trying to remember who else he fought while he was here. A few guys. He was pretty active when he was here. I think he only stayed, not even a full season, but. Uh, um, too bad, uh, yeah. When they picked him up, I was excited. Oh, right on a, and he he, he played. Oh, he fought Jay Wells. I know that. So, and uh, I don't think he did too. He was like you said, he was near the end of his career. So I don't think he did too well in his fights here in Winnipeg. But still, he um, they were entertaining, and uh, um, he fought a lot. When, uh, so yeah, he was good. So yeah, he um, you all, and this is kind of right. Uh, you know, kind of in our kind of where we are in our timeline, kind of 88, 89-ish. Um, of course, as you said, mm-hmm. you, you, Gore Donnelly, you picked him up from Quebec. But, I mean, at this time, yeah, I mean, you know, you got Donnelly, Tagliani, Kite, Brent Hughes. Again, Hughes yep. isn't a killer, but he'll run around. And, I mean, you yeah, know, for sure. I mean, not bad. And I mean, McBain would play physical, so. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, and, I mean, um, yeah, uh, well, what's, uh, I'm a huge Gore Donnelly fan. Yeah, yeah, he, he was uh and he was a mean player. I remember yep. that time he need flat in the head. So yep. he was just a mean player. Uh, he played on a line with Hughes a lot, and when Hughes went to Buffalo, or um, he took a took a pretty big cheap shot out of him. I think he knocked him from behind, and uh, I don't know. I thought I don't know if that meant that they didn't get along, but I don't know. But yeah, I was just surprised to see that uh, it was shortly after he's um, uh, one of them left Winnipeg. So, but yeah, he he was. Uh, he had a lot of good fights here, so and uh, he played here for about three or four years, so that was good. I think he he was uh, a lot of people liked him, so 
because then obviously most <clears throat> the, the physical play and the fighting and all that. So I also got one, like you said, he was mean. Yeah. I got it where he, he kicks Kelly Buckberger in the throat. So and I think Kelly Buck, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, um, I didn't hurt him up, but obviously Buckberger grabbed his throat, might've sold it a bit, but still I go, holy shit. Like, uh, let's see, you could have seriously hurt somebody that, but, um, yeah, I think he hit him with the, not the blade, but the with the toe of the skate. So, so he was a mean player. He uh, he didn't uh, he didn't shy away from anything that if he had to be cheap or whatever. So of course he fought uh, all the time, and he wouldn't. There's nobody he would back down from. So, so. no, exactly. And like and we said at this time, you know, it um, um, Winnipeg's actually like I said, you got Boschman still, Donnelly, Taglinetti, yeah. Kite. Um, yeah. like you said, Hughes, um, I mean, uh, well that, and of course this is the year of Winnipeg drafts, Brian Marchment as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I saw him, um, his first or his second camp here. He had, uh, in training camp, that's when they're a little more open and you can go see them. And he fought this guy, uh, Mike Warris, who, uh, who was, came on as a free agent and he was a college player and they had these wicked fights. Oh, fuck. And you could just hear the, the fists hit the helmet and, uh, and, uh, their, each other's face and all that. They fought twice. Um, and you can see, even hear the people in the stands. There was about four or five hundred there and they were just going, whoa, whoa, and all that. So they, they, that's another one that fights like that. I wish I would have had, uh, wish I had a, uh, a phone camera back then to record them. They, they were good fights. The first one they just fought because something happened while in the scrimmage, and the second one, I guess they were still pissed off at each other because they, they, they just looked at each other when they were, um, came back on, and they just dropped their gloves and went at it again. And he, uh, yeah, he's had a lot of good fights. I remember that camp too. He laid out Jules Hamel because he was a huge hitter. So, yeah. so a lot of people get give him that bad rap that he went low and was a dirty hitter, and he did a did a few of those. But uh, um, I've seen him. Just lay out some guys. Uh, Churla one time, and Churla had to be taken off. This was uh, at the end of the season when Churla was at Calgary. So, uh, but he had some. He fought Miller, and who else did he scrap? Uh, I'm trying to think, but he he fought some tough guys as well. So, yeah, I was I so mean, pissed off when he traded them. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, that. Uh, I mean, that's a, a high. That's a high draft pick too, because he really only yeah, played sure. like, like he. Uh, well, basically one season, really, in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he fought Twist, too, that's right. He fought Twist while he was here, so I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that's it. So uh, I think the fans are pretty uh, upset when they traded him. They didn't really give him a chance. I think that's it was Mike Smith who was a GM then, and he I don't know what he was thinking. I'm pretty sure that's who traded him. So, But, yeah, he wasn't – Mike Smith wasn't very popular here. He eventually tried to go pick all those Europeans and Russians and all that, so – how did that go over uh, yeah. the Winnipeg faithful? <laughs> it wasn't, no, he wasn't, that wasn't, um, they liked him, but, uh, yeah, they, they lacked the toughness, and I think everybody saw that, and, uh, they, they, um, that just, uh, he wasn't a popular, they were pretty happy when, uh, when he, um, when he left, or whatever, so, cause he, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't, wasn't, wasn't popular here at all, so. No. Well, then of course, eighty nine ninety, uh, you have Tagline Eddie Donnelly, and uh, that's the first year for the Barbarian. Cronin the Barbarian oh, shows yeah. up. What What are your thoughts on uh, Sean Cronin? 
He was good. He, he was strong. He was like, I think he's a bodybuilder. I actually put a, um, I think he has the best nickname. There's a lot of great nicknames out there, but Cronin the Barbarian, I think he's the best one. Yeah. I've always liked that. And uh, he wasn't the greatest fighter, but he, he, I think he won majority of his fights, or maybe just over half, because he um, he was strong, and he would just throw them. So, uh, but he he had tough times against Dave Brown. I think they fought seven or eight times, and he won one. But uh, that's it. But he he would fight anybody as well. So um, I, I put uh, I have a video called Conan the Barbarian. It starts off with. Uh, Conan the Barbarian music and all that and how that movie started. And I think I put it on your page today. I posted it there. I posted it on my page as well. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah. So he was, uh, he was good to watch. So. Well, yeah. And like I said, yeah, him and Donnelly and Taglinetti. And of course you also trade for one of my favorites under the radar hitter, but Paul McDermott. Oh yeah. yeah. He's uh, after man. I'd say he was my next favorite jet because he just laid out big hits. You yep. know that. And he would fight. I, I got one where he just gets kicked by uh, Ojik. I remember McDermott had a black guy the next day and all that. But he's still going up and fighting somebody like that. So, but he uh, he nailed guys uh, all the time. A huge hitter. So I was upset when they traded him to Washington. But he, um, especially that series against Edmonton, where Edmonton came back and beat us. He was laying out guys like Cuddy and Smith. He laid out huge. His own. There's a big hit uh, I have where he's. Um, just lays out uh, Messier as well, so yeah, he he was always one of my faves. So I liked him a lot, and like you said, he would drop him once in a while. But yep. Well, and then like you said, this is kind of like a, right in this time period. I, as I was going through Hockey DB, it just kind of like you know refreshing the names. Just we were going to go over them. It was like, man, Winnipeg actually had some pretty tough teams, and it was like, yeah. I, and I didn't realize it at the time, but it was like. But yeah, even ninety, you got Donnelly, Cronin, Marchment. Yeah, and then and then Ostrich came in shortly after that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like and you said, uh, then you got the smaller guy. Like you had Mike Eagles again. Mike, you know, he's not a killer, but yeah. I mean, run around, no. wouldn't back down, and I mean, yeah, for sure, yeah. And then uh, Hartman came in for one season. I think he fought close to thirty times that year as well when he was here. So yep. another one who didn't um, didn't win a lot, but he would fight anybody. So. I think he had a couple good fights. Uh, had a good fight with Domi when Domi was at the Rangers, and it looked like he was going to beat Domi, but uh, Domi came back. And then uh, I think the following years when Domi and King came to Winnipeg. So, yep. and then um, yeah, and I think Dean Kennedy and Wilkinson were in there as well. So, yep. Well, that uh, was we also uh, had other guys. Well, of course, Hartman that year. You had Hartman ninety one, ninety two. It was like that was of course Tachuk was the first round pick yeah. that year, and. Uh, of course, he came, yeah. went on, and well, again, legendary career. But um, yeah. what were your well? And he was great the first, you know, in Winnipeg. What was your thoughts on Tuchuk yeah. when he came? Oh, he was good. He, he was fun to watch because he he would another one that would go lay guys up. Plus, he had talent. And he would score a lot now that, and he um, he tried to. I've heard though that he would only fight guys that he can beat, and but uh, uh, that's what I've heard. I don't know. You never know if this kind of stuff is true. Uh, he he fought guys. I think he beat Melanby. Um, I know he got beat pretty bad by Primu, uh, but he he was uh, he was good to watch. Not just for that physical play too, but because he was such a good player. So, so I used to hear that he um, he wouldn't do anything all summer. He would get way overweight and then work his way back into uh, shape back in when he came to training camp. So, um, I don't know if that's true, but that's what a lot of people have said. So, 
Um, and that's when the new, uh, not like nowadays where they, uh, they stay in shape and they wash their diet and all that, uh, all year. So, um, that's when I think guys would still, uh, they would use training camp to get into shape. But yeah, he was, uh, he, he was good to watch for sure. So he was, he was popular here, but a lot of people were upset when they, um, signed him instead of Solani. So, um, so. But I preferred Kachuk, obviously, because of the physical play. So I didn't mind whatsoever. But I know a lot of the Jet fans, because Solani, Solani was a really another popular one here, of course. So, but um, yeah, I like Kachuk a lot. So yeah, well, like you said, I mean that when when you you, you trade for King and Domi, and then of course got Kachuk already, um, Dean Kennedy, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, well, another guy that I think people sort of sleep on, um, Dallas Eakins. You had him, yeah, for sure, yeah, and, and Scott Levins, another guy, yeah, you know. Scott Levins, yeah, for sure, yeah. Ulanoff is another one that played physical. Yep. Uh, he was a Russian defenseman, so yeah. So, but what what was the what was the uh, well as a for you as a fight fan, you must have been a like a pig and shit. But I mean, what was it like when you got oh, those King and Domi in that trade? Yeah, that was good. That- yeah, that was uh, everybody. I think liked that as well because uh, some people didn't even know who they were. But that those are fans that really didn't follow the fight games. So, um, but I think the majority of fans did uh, uh, like them. And I remember when they first skated on, they got a huge ovation. So cause they came on together on their first shift. So that was good because we were getting pushed around then a lot. Uh, we didn't have any physical players other than Kachuk. I think that was it. Um, we bit had a bit of a line brawl where Zamanoff and um, Solani. I think Kachuk was on there, and he was the only one, but they got beat up pretty bad. And not long after that is when they traded away for um, King and Domi. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was good. So, um, and both of them uh, they, they did good here. So they they fought a lot. So that was great to see. So yeah, well, what was that? King. What was the winning streak that they went on when they showed up? It was like unreal. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I saw King at a gas station once, and he didn't look big at all. Like I, I was like the same size as him. I go, holy shit, man, this guy. And he didn't look like um, muscular either. So uh, it's funny. Somebody just asked me not long ago um, because they must have seen pictures of him back then. And then later in his career, he got huge. And they asked me if he ever, do you think he was on steroids? And I said, well, I think most of the guys were at something. And that's another thing. Everybody just thinks of twist. But I think... Uh, a lot of the guys were on steroids, especially the physical players. So, back in those days, because it was popular, so and well, they, that's some of them had to do that to stay in the league. So, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like sure. you know, and back hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But and I think it's interesting, yeah. like Domi and um, like I think when everybody talks about Ty Domi, it's and it's always Toronto, right? That's where he made his. Yeah. You know, whatever, and and he was there the long in Toronto the longest and all that. But I think it's in Winnipeg where Domi really came into his own. I think that's yeah, that, that's not maybe not so much the, when they first got there, but that second year when he had like the three hundred and sixty minutes and he was really involved yeah, sure. and and played the first full year in Winnipeg. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. that was the beginning of the Ty Domi, you know, kind of uh, he, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. He's another one that's polarizing that some people just can't stand him. Eh? And you get so much bad comments sometimes when you just have a fight of his and all that. Yeah, I remember you mentioned on one of your podcasts before, somebody put that comment that Ty Domi lost 95% of his fight. Yeah. Like, what? How could somebody even think that? Oh, I just, when I see that and I read that, just shake your head. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, like I, like I don't know with Domi. I don't know if it's like the Leaf thing. Like I mean, maybe that's it. The people hate him. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I yeah. just like I always just sort of view it like, like just as a fight fan, right? I mean, I'm I'm neutral mm-hmm. on all this. I mean, I didn't have a favorite team or anything. And I mean, I watch Domi, and it's just like, I mean, the guy's the underdog story, right? I mean, the guy's five foot eight, yeah, five foot sure. nine. I mean, fighting yeah. everybody, never back down. Yeah. Um, totally, yeah, for sure. He'd throw yeah. wide open like he wasn't a wrestler. Yeah, and it was yeah, like exactly. I mean, I don't I, like I said, I don't know how you can knock the guy. And I mean, he's the NHL. Well, I mean, he's the NHL's all-time fight leader. I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for you sure. know, yeah. and people just shit on him, and it's just like, what are you talking? I know, about? I, I hate seeing that. Yeah, and uh, his fights with Ray was uh, they were they had some good fights for sure. Oh, he had a lot of fights, obviously, Probert and so, but he had some of the. Some, some battles for sure so uh, he was entertaining to watch so yeah and i mean i guess and of course there's always of course the probert fans and whatever and they just think of domi yeah. at the rangers and he was and he was kind of putting on a bit of the show in the circus when he yeah. i remember even i've said this on this on this show like when he was first coming up with the rangers and he was an ohl guy so i mean we didn't know who he was and it was just like yeah, exactly and it's all of a sudden who's this little shit with the rangers and it's like yeah. you watch the first fight <laughs> with Probert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause that was the thing. I had never seen anyone do that before. Like, I don't remember anybody great, doing yeah, the speed either. bag or the belt thing or, or yeah, anything. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and here's the, and the thing is, is he's doing this and he's, it's not like he's winning any of these fights. Like, when he oh, first came up with right, the Rangers, yeah. he lost the majority of his fights. Yeah. But yeah, yet, for he, sure. he's, he's still Rangers, going off yeah, doing this. Yeah. Sp- yeah, and he's still going off doing the speed bag and the and the belt. And I'm like, who is this little shit? This guy's annoying, <laughs> you know. But I know. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean, so, I, um, so I, yeah, so I mean, I get why people don't like him at that point. But then it's like, well, we yeah, got to sure. Winnipeg and then into Toronto. I mean, he kind of, he toned down the antics a little bit, but he'd still fight everyone. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't know if you're just a, if you're just a fight fan. How do you not like Ty Domi? I mean, I don't know. I yeah, don't, totally. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, you guys, another one. Yeah, he's so polarizing. People just, uh, I think the majority of real fight fans enjoy him. But, yeah, there's a few, like you say, jerks out there that just don't, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. You can hate the guy. It doesn't matter. So, but um, I hate when people start shitting on the enforcers uh, on our pages and all that. Uh, usually trying to get rid of those guys real quick. So, and he, he's one like, I mean, like Tom Wilson, another one, or Marchant. Well, Marchant's not really a He's a bit of a physical player, you know, more of an agitator. But something like Tom Wilson, he gets a lot of hate and all that. So, yeah, Scott Stevens. Yeah, yeah, people hate on Stevens too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh. And I've always said on this show, it's like, okay, you don't like, I get it. We all have our favorites and guys we don't like, but it's just like they could never just. Oh, I was never a Domi fan. They could just never leave it at that. No, you gotta go into uh, it. Yeah, and like I said, oh, he lost ninety five percent of his fights. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, just yeah. you know. Oh, and that's the thing. And this guy's just yeah. not letting it go. Like he's just doubling down on it when people are like calling him out. Like, okay, what fights is he losing so bad? Oh, I'm just saying, you know. And he's like, you know, oh, yeah. Probert. Well, he, he kept saying Probert, Probert, <laughs> Probert. I'm like, well, he had three hundred and. 30 other fights, you know, man, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's sickening to read those sometimes when people put up stuff like that, or just the hate, uh, I hate, that's why I'm kind of glad I'm going to have been there, so, because for a while there, uh, we just let everything go, but then seeing you and Alec clamp down on it on your page, 
um, I started to take initiative too, and the other adventures have as well, and starting to let all these um, ignorant comments and start deleting them and removing people from the page. So, so that's uh, that was good to see you guys do that. So we uh, we followed. So that was nice. So especially when you guys change the name of the page too to for enforce your appreciation, so people would should should realize it, but they. They don't sometimes so but uh well like that's what i said and that's the problem i guess with social media there seem not everybody but it's like there seems to be you can never just have any civil discourse like there's just no just some civil discourse right it's always like there's got to be like name calling gets involved there's stupidity ah, it's just I like know. why can't you, you just did. you don't like him oh i disagree i thought he was pretty okay you know it can never just be yeah. adult right it's got to go to friggin playground mentality right away and it's just like why yeah you know? yeah for sure yeah i know that's a um i try and remove a lot of stuff like that when it starts getting uh when they start acting like kids and all that and the name calling so, so well i think what uh, what some people don't realize in these groups is facebook's really clamping down on that stuff and if like oh the, yeah and if the group keeps getting strikes against it they'll just shut the group yeah. down yeah, for sure. That's what uh, we haven't had one for a while, but uh, a couple months ago we had a few uh, where the Facebook had to remove some of the comments, and then we had to put a few warnings out. And uh, so, yeah, I know Dean just put a warning out, or Clint just put a warning out on his page not long ago because I think they were getting a lot of uh, oh yeah a lot of uh, uh, posts or comments shut down by Facebook, so they had to do that. So. But it's been pretty good now lately with us. We haven't had uh, still get the obviously the dumb comments, but and we just removed them quickly. But nothing, nothing that Facebook has to get involved in yet. So, but yeah, that's something they they could shut down a page easily. So if they find stuff that has uh, just gone too far. Yeah, well, and that's what like Alec was saying to the guys, and I mean, and Alec was really, I mean, it's his page, the Enforced Appreciation. I just he asked me later on after he got after I got onto Facebook with the group that to help him out, and I mean, you know, and Joe, and there's lots of guys on there that, uh, and as far yeah. as admin goes, but I know, uh, yeah, Alec was really like, yeah, it's like we're not having it, man. Like it's just uh, if you're gonna talk down, like, yeah, beat it. Like if you, because it's just we're not, because it's like I said, like I was telling Clint the other night, I'm like, if you let the if you let the inmates run the asylum, at some point, uh, yeah, Facebook's just going to start shutting stuff down, and then next thing you know, you got no group, and it's like, yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, sure. and yeah, yeah. So. And, it, and from what I've been told, it's just going to get more; they're just getting more severe. So it's like, um, yeah. So I think people, uh, and I know a lot of people, like this show obviously gets posted in all the groups and stuff. So I know a lot of people listening are members of these groups, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think, and I, sometimes it gets questioned why you delete something or why is this guy kicked yeah. out or whatever, and it's like, well, that's why because these people are going to start wrecking it for everyone here with if yeah, Facebook totally. starts yeah, clamping sure. stuff down, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think the quicker you can become proactive and get rid of these guys, the better, you know, or tame them down. Yeah, a little definitely. Bit. Yeah, so yeah, we lost a lot of good members that were true fight fans when um, a few years ago when uh, it was St. Louis and Boston in the finals, and we we weren't clamping down then. And people from Boston are fighting with the people from St. Louis, and we just let it uh, we let it all go. And I know a lot of few, few guys that um, probably from the old uh, the old sites and all that just left. That's too bad because they knew their stuff and they would comment and all that and they. And uh, that's unfortunate that happened. But then we put an end to that. Um, basically, after that series, we said, "Okay, let it let it happen." And then 
I think that's when you guys started doing it as well, or before that, and we started, yeah. so we followed suit a bit there. So it is unfortunate we lost a lot of, lot of good members that way, or a few members that way, because uh, it's good to see when somebody knows their stuff and and comments and gets into discussions with that. So I, I like reading that kind of stuff. So, Well, like I said, I think that's why, that's why people come to the board, right? I mean, they want to see the old yeah, fights sure. and old articles and pictures and stuff. They don't want to come on there and see some idiot yelling about Ty Domi losing 95% of his fights. <laughs> yeah, then, for sure. You know, and, yeah. and that's the same thing on Twitter. And, like, I always, like, Twitter, my my interactions on Twitter, I mean, it used to be hopping. But now with, of course, mm-hmm. I mean, not just hockey, but, I mean, you got politics and vaccines and, oh, and everything yeah. and all this nonsense going on that I, a lot of people just, like, I don't need this shit, right? And they're just gone. And yeah, I know totally. I had a number of guys on Twitter that I interacted with a lot just basically sent me mm-hmm. a private message and like they're like yeah here's my phone number text me or whatever if you have or email or whatever let's keep in touch but they're like i just can't do it anymore man like i hate this app and it's like i don't want to be on here and it was a bunch some oh, of them were yeah. ex-players and stuff and it sucked losing them on twitter and it was like yeah oh, i mean i don't sure. blame them because like no who wants to log in yeah. and read that shit right so yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I only I don't, I don't know on Twitter at all. I only I'm in the account just to um, vote in your um, tournament. <laughs> yeah. All, so, yeah, so that's good. So otherwise, I don't um, I don't venture much on that app or, or ever really. I just just uh, getting um, in the tournaments. You had that minor league mayhem and everything else. So that was, that was good. So yeah, but yeah, I've heard a lot of bad stuff there too. That uh, are just people oh, going too far and just. Just being ignorant, like what you said with the vaccine and then um, the kneeling and all that. I saw on that another hockey fight page, um, we shut that down right away. So whenever that happened, that happened with the kneeling. We didn't let any posts or any comments. Uh, we got rid of them. But um, I saw one page. I think it was over 100,000 um, comments on one. And they were just guys arguing back and forth about that. Oh, I just, just I don't know. I don't know why uh, people have to be like that. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, when it starts getting topics like that, there's just, there, you know, there's no, there's not going to be any resolution to it. I mean, it's just going to yeah, be sure. name calling until the cows come home. And so it's like, what, what's yeah, the point? Totally. Like, you know, it's just it becomes just toxic, and then it's just, yeah, and then it just spills out into every other thread and stuff, and oh, it just yeah. becomes pointless to read. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We would uh, uh, delete anything political right now. We get get rid of it. So, and there's a few keywords that we have in there. I hate when somebody calls a player a piece of shit. Uh, oh, right away, we got that, and that's uh, those are removed uh, all the time. So, okay, like, yeah, I just um, that and or when they say coward, like you're the one sitting behind your keyboard. Like, I just how can oh, I don't, yeah. don't see how people can do that or say that or comment that. I should say so. Yeah, no, yeah, it's keywords uh, like that. Social media, man. Yeah, it. Uh, oh, it's yeah. Mega, megaphone so for stupidity. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, so who else are we? Um, well, I was gonna say, where, where are we here? Where are my notes? Oh, it's uh, well with Domi and stuff. Well, I will say, um, yeah, the one year when I was saying Domi got in really big there with the three hundred minutes and stuff. You know, uh, Winnipeg also picked up Dave Manson from Edmonton. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That was good, and he was. Uh, I was near the end of his career here too, but he he was good. And uh, I saw him. I met him at. A, I worked at a lumber store later at that time, and he came in. And this is after he got punched in the throat by Momesso, so his voice is all 
yeah. uh, soft and rusty then. So and I looked and I could see this car on his throat. So, but yeah, he was he was good to watch here for sure. So he didn't fight as much. And he wasn't as mean as in his days in Chicago and Edmonton and all that. But uh, yeah, he he was good. So I surprised he got beat so bad in that brawlfield game with fightfield game with Vancouver, where Hunter took him and beat him pretty easily. So that that really surprised me. So, but he he is another. Um, he still had a bit of meanness left in him as well. He wouldn't. Uh, wasn't afraid to use a stick if he had to, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that that was good when he picked him up. So no, absolutely. I was always a, a Manson fan, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, or, sure. you know, obviously in Winnipeg, kind of the back nine of his career, obviously, but uh, yeah, yeah, still, still, he could get out. You know, you had Domi King, Manson. Yeah, hey, he even had Kevin McClellan for six games. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he came in, and I think he only had a few fights. Uh, I remember too reading where he, um, when he, as soon as he came to Winnipeg, um, the team was down, like on a losing streak. And uh, McClellan went around the room before the game and uh, before it started trying to cheer everybody up or get him hyped for the game. And uh, he did that all himself. And uh, they ended up winning the game and, and stopped that losing streak. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I never knew he was a player like that. So um, that was good. But he didn't um, didn't last too long here. I think he got sent down. I'm not sure what, what and all that. But he was like you said. He that was near the end of his career, so he was pretty much done then. So, but well, uh, we also had Kintel around that time too, and he was he was yep. good. Yeah, so, really, actually, yeah, Quintal really underrated. Actually, he was a pretty yeah. tough guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the following year, of course, is when Ty Domi gets traded for Mike Eastwood. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I was uh, I, I, that a lot of people didn't like, so because uh, uh, Pop uh, he was super popular by then, um, and he 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 does a lot for the community. I don't think a lot of people know that, but he he would appear in a lot of uh, a lot of stuff outside of hockey and all that. So, and uh, they were pretty upset because Eastwood uh, he well I was because uh, Eastwood wasn't a physical player whatsoever, and I and also I think the majority of Winnipeg was upset because. He was so popular, and uh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> so, hey, did you ever when you were in Winnipeg? Did you ever get one of those "Touch Me, Go Me, I'm Ty Domi" shirts? No, no, never. Really? No. I was gonna say a friend of mine. He when he was in Winnipeg, he got one of the, they're like the character shirt, you know, with the big head and the little cartoon shirt. But yeah, yeah. it was something like it was like if you touch me, you go me because I'm Ty Domi or something. I think that's what it says yeah. on it. Yeah, I remember those. No, I never I never had one of those. <laughs> oh, you could be making a killing on eBay, Willie, with one of those. Oh, for sure. Eh? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I mean, at that time, like, I remember Domi with the, doing the Pizza Hut commercials. Like, he he must have been everywhere in Winnipeg. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, they, um, he, he was all over. So, that, that was good. Yeah, he was extremely popular here, so... Yeah, and he had that personality to go along with it as well. Yep. So, uh, I saw him. We drove down to Chicago one time to watch him play on New Year's, and uh, it wasn't too, um, wasn't too. But they lost, so I can understand they they weren't too uh, outgoing when they, we saw them in the bar later. So, Kintel was super nice. He, he was uh, he talked with us all night, so that was cool. Asenza was an idiot though. Uh, I didn't expect he wanted to. He goes, "You guys get in a fight, we'll back you up." Like, what the hell? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't believe he was a little drunk then too. But still, like, we're not, we're, uh, I'm not there for that. So, well, yeah, but who would have thought Bob Asenza is trying to start brawls in the bar? 
I know <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah, you know, he didn't. He didn't want to. He wanted us to start it, and they, he said he didn't come in. So, oh. but the day before, um, Minnesota was in, and we met Cherline. He's cool. He, he's outgoing and yappy and all that. And um, he, he was uh, he, he was very fun to talk to and all that, yeah, entertaining and all that. So, and uh, when we were outside looking in the window. It was Craig Ludwig. He slipped and he fell really hard on his back, and you could see all those other teammates just couldn't uh, couldn't contain themselves. They were laughing their asses off. It wasn't hurt. Might have been McPhee. I'm not sure. Mike McPhee or I think it was Ludwig though. So, and as soon as we saw that and we recognized him, we went in there right away. And they started yapping and all that. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I used to do. I uh, used to work in the car rental business here, and uh, Trillo was a scout, and uh, he'd come in oh, a few yeah. times and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I chatted him up a couple times, and he'd come in. He was always a really nice guy. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah he talked tilts and stuff. He was cool. Yeah, and I always talk about the old medicine yeah. hat days and shit. And yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, and Churla, I mean, cool. you talk about one of the, one of the most exciting fighters ever, Shane Churla. Oh, big time, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had some uh, some good fights here with uh, with some Jet guys, but yeah, he's. Um, the one uh, I just put up not long ago is when he fought Grimson, and that was when Chula had his uh, broken orbital bone, yeah. and uh, he still wasn't had no fear. And somebody goes, "Why we, uh, Why did somebody have to jump in and all that? Why did uh, Why did he fight when he had this?" Uh, I guess the guy didn't know, but uh, nah. uh, but still, like uh, when you see stupid comments like that, oh, but he uh, guess he just didn't realize that Chula was injured, and he come. Um, that's why somebody jumped in right away. I forget who it was that jumped in because Trilla was starting to get uh, take some shots to the face, and he um, knew that could have uh, really hurt him even more, damaged him pretty bad if it if it kept going. So, no, absolutely. Well, a couple of the guys actually right towards the, in this year that uh, you know played uh, twenty and twenty nine games um, was of course Brent Thompson, and uh, oh yeah, and another guy from Laval Chiefs fame, Craig Martin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They were good. Yeah, Brent Thompson had a good fight here with, uh, or no, no, it was Denny Chasse. That's right. I think he fought from Dallas. He had a good fight one time. Yeah, for sure. He's um, those guys. Uh, I love those guys when they were here and all that. They didn't like it, but they didn't stay. Um, they didn't play much. I think um, Martin had a good fight in McCray while he was here. So, but yeah, whenever they had guys like that, it was uh, I loved it. So, so. But, it's, uh, it's always I'm interesting when you go back and you look and you, like I said, going through the rosters here, and, and you on Hockey mm-hmm. DB, you're kind of looking at the roster, or whatever. If you scroll down, you see the guys with ten or eleven games. It's always interesting some of the names that you see come up, like a Craig Martin yeah. or or like like you said, Winnipeg Rudy Poshek for a couple games or yeah. or, or McClellan. He had, a, he had a few good fights while he was here, Poshek. So yeah, definitely. And then um, guys like Tony Joseph or um, yep. Alan Kerr and um, and Matt Hervey. He started his career here. I don't think he ever played in a regular season game. Oh, maybe one or two um, as a Jet, but he always played the preseason games. And I remember one preseason game, the game was just filled with fights, and he went after McCray. I think he even tried to cheap shot him. I don't know why. McCray was already in the league for a few years. He must have been going back from years before that, but I don't see why he was. And I think if he fought McCray, he would have just got destroyed. McCray was, that's when McCray and Turley were there in their big heydays in Minnesota, but I don't know why Hervey wanted to go after him so bad, and they didn't end up fighting. But uh, I seen he was trying to trying to get after McCray for some reason. But yeah, who else was there? About? We had Stephen Fletcher for a little bit yep. too. So yep, and uh, yeah, 
And uh, like you mentioned, guys like um, um, Newfield back in those days, and all that so and Schofield Donnelly. So Scott Levins, and so. Well, and you even well, you mentioned Murray. The, yeah, yeah. Well, you've mentioned the preseason. He played here for a little bit. Yeah, he did, Rob Murray. And I was always surprised because, of course, he was the big, uh, uh, like he's up there in the American League all-time penalty minutes leader in the American Hockey League, but didn't yeah, really do yeah. a lot of fighting in Winnipeg. No, not at all. I don't think he, uh, I don't even know if he had a fight while he was here. He didn't stay much. He always was one of those guys that would play maybe under 10 games, I think. I don't know if he ever played any more than that. He made have, so he also had a... Uh, um, who was it? Duncanson was here as well. Craig Duncanson and Brent Hughes, of course, all those guys that had such good careers in the minors and relatively some of those relatively uh, decent careers up here in the, in the NHL. But he was uh, he 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 was here for a little bit so, as well. Well, it's interesting. Like I said, you brought up the preseason a few times in camp and stuff. Was there any like preseason fights yeah. or camp fights that that you remember that stick out that people might not know about? Yeah, I remember um, Corson his rookie year. He he was a much uh, in Montreal and he gave Bossman a good beating. I remember that. And um, that game again, there was one game against Minnesota. The same game, I think Herbie was going after McCray. There must have been about ten fights that game. Technically, Eddie fought Zemlak that game. Technically, he didn't do too well. I think Zemlak took him. And um, McCray fought a bunch of times, but there was. Fight after fight after fight, so that that was good. That was good. I always go to the preseason games because back then, like they were always always filled with fights, so they were fun to watch. But I'm trying to think now, uh, there was so much, and there was never much footage of it either, just on the news highlights because those exactly. games were never broadcast. So yeah, so um, I remember I seeing footage, I remember seeing footage of a camp when uh, Steve Martinson was there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he. Um, yeah, I don't know if I saw any of his fights. I must have, but I don't remember any of his fights that um, from when he was here. I just uh, so, but yeah, it's right. He was here. Oh, I got uh, some kind of compilation video of. of uh, oh no, I do have a training camp of fight of Martinson. I think he fought Kerr. I think I'm not sure. Maybe not. They might have been different times, but I do have one of Martinson when he was in the camp here. So, and I'm not sure if he. Um, I don't think he ever made it to, to just give him a chance, so that's too bad. He he was good, so I'd like to have seen him play here, play up with the Jets. So, well, and I, well, we got to talk about the final year of the original Winnipeg Jets, ninety five, ninety six. Of course, you got uh, yeah. Manson and King, um, and this is also the first mm-hmm. season for Shane Doan. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you know, sure. and uh, yeah, was McKenzie there? Or was he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, before that. No, this is his year, the one year he played in Winnipeg, Jim McKenzie, and then yeah. another one, a second round draft pick who played pretty physical, but um, unfortunately his career didn't last, you know, as long was Doig, Jason Doig. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were good. Yeah, for sure. I was excited when they drafted him because every time I'd watch, uh, um, see who they draft, and uh, it's a physical guy. Uh, I love that. So, but yeah, I think. Uh, I've seen Doug, Doug, Doug fight a couple times here, but I don't remember. I can't remember who he's fighting. And Doan, he was a he was a physical player too. He took the body, so and he had a had a few fights. But uh, once again, I'm not sure. I can't remember who he was battling, who he battled with when he was in Winnipeg. So <clears throat> I think McKenzie that year too. I think he got a hat trick. His only NHL career hat trick. I think he was when he was with the Jets. So yep. um, pretty sure. Yeah. 
So, and he had a lot of good fights here, and he he was uh, um, he was good to watch. He, I think he gave uh, Craig Bruby at the end of his career though too. He gave him a good beating when Bob Bruby was at Washington. So, but that was when Mackenzie was in, in his prime, and Bruby was near the end of his. So, so, but yeah, those Mackenzie and McCarthy fights when Mackenzie was with uh, Hartford, I think, or whatever, they had some great battles. So. Yeah, but um, so a few were here with the Jets. So, yeah, Mackenzie's again. He's he's one. I think he's one of those guys that, for whatever reason, I think he flies under a lot of people's radar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't. Um, I think if he was mean, oh, he could have yeah. just run through the league. If he had the meanness of like a Dave Brown or somebody, wow, oh, yeah, that would have, he could have just uh, destroyed guys for years. So, and the prince, so he was um, always. Um, I love that story where uh, uh, where he didn't realize he was fighting Dave Brown, his first NHL fight or whatever. And guys, did you know that? Why is it know that time when he tells that? Yeah. I, forget, I forget who had that. We interviewed him for that one, but that was a good one. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I believe that was Joe Lazito had uh, Jim McKenzie on. And, uh, oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, no, that's yeah. great. Yeah, he was pissed off because um, he was excited when they picked him up. I think he, that's where he says he pulled over. And then they were, they they left him open, and Winnipeg got him on waivers. And I know he was pretty upset then. So, so uh, I like uh, I, I listen to I'm, I'm listening to quite a bit of Joe's stuff already. So, so it's good. So you guys have so much uh, so much back catalog that I got to work through to. So <laughs> good, you and Alex. So yeah, so that's good though. Cause that's what I do at work. Like I'm a mailman, so I walk all day, and I can listen to your guys' podcasts all the time. So it's great. Yeah, well, I was going to say between the three shows, yeah, you got you're going to have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But uh, well, this of course is the final season in Winnipeg. Um, when they, when the team left, did you did you see that? Like, I know the owner there was really fighting with the city. Did you see that? Were you yeah. still shocked that it happened? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I didn't, and they tried doing drives and. Uh, People were donating tons of cash, and there's uh, one guy here, Izzy Asper, was mentioning that he might want to purchase the Jets, but then that they they couldn't um, they couldn't do that. So, and when they did leave, uh, people were throwing whatever they had they can afford uh, to um, to help out. Um, I don't know how, how it was going if, he, if it was him that was going to do it and ask for donations, or the city was going to purchase the Jets, uh, but they weren't anywhere close. So. And, uh, yeah, and it still shocked me when they left. I didn't really think they were going to, but they did. Yeah, and that, that sucked because I didn't have a team. I tried to follow some teams, Montreal, Chicago, Edmonton, Vancouver, but I couldn't. And uh, I guess just the thing of it, too, I didn't really get into the moose for a long time um, when they were gone. So even though they had some good stuff, they had a lot of good fights. Kimball was here. I think LaForge played here. So, yeah, um, yeah but that was... Uh, that was uh, that was tough. So, yeah, like so when, but it did. Well, it surprised and, me when they left. Yeah, well, when well, and then of course they left, and then you know they come back, um, and of course it was obviously a big deal that Winnipeg got the Jets back and and everything like that. But yeah. um, I mean, at this point, have you did you give a shit? You were just like, yeah, whatever, or were you pretty pumped that they were back? Oh, I was pumped that they were back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was at work and it was now the middle of the day and I couldn't believe it. I stopped working for about an hour just listening to the, the radio cast uh, when they were when they were saying that the Jets are back and I knew nothing of it. Everybody I talked to, it just seemed like like nobody nobody knew. 
And uh, I thought I knew people that had inside tracks and some stories or uh, new stuff, but none of them knew that they were coming back. And it kind of seemed, at least all the people I knew, but also I don't really know anybody in an organization or whatever. So, but they were all shocked and they were pretty, um, they, they just, everybody was uh, so happy that they returned. So it was, it was pretty hard, I think, on a lot of people. So when they left, so, but yeah, it totally got me. So I'm in a hockey pool and I've heard guys say, I got inside track in. So uh, the year Bufflin left, I drafted him and was in my pool because the guy told me he's got some inside uh, information that he's going to return, and he never did. So I never, I never listen to anybody anymore when they say that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I delivered bail to a guy, and he said that um, he's got inside information that Banditana was going to sign, and then a week later he signed with Pittsburgh. So I never listen to any of that crap anymore. That um, unless I know they're part of the organization or the media, where that. Uh, um, when they say that they got some, so, so I stop, uh, really kind of listening to people when they say they, uh, they know what's going on. So, yeah, they, um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, well, sort of that, uh, I guess the new version of the jets, of course, it's, uh, was it 2011, uh, yeah. that they came back. Um, of course you had, I mean, it's obviously, it's a different league now and it's a different, uh, there's no more Gord Donnelly's and Scott Levin's. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one guy that actually played for Winnipeg for a few years, that I was a big fan of was Anthony Peluso. Oh yeah. He was good. He had some, uh, some good battles here for sure. So it's unfortunate. I think they were wearing visors and they had to wear it. Hey, it's too bad. Yeah. yeah they had to do that. But still, yeah, he had some good, a lot of good fights. Um, when he was here so and uh they had a one line the first couple of years called was it the gst it was tanner glass thorburn and slater and but uh, glass and thorburn they 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 um they had fought a lot the first couple of seasons so that was good but that that was that line lasted two or three years i think two and they're called the gst so um but peluso yeah we also had stewart on defense who would get involved and he was good to watch and he laid the body a lot yeah, he, I like him. So, and of course, there was Kane. Yeah. Well, so, but that, yeah. well, okay. Hold on, hold on. Now we got to. Um, I mean, I know we're going a little long here, and uh, you know we're kind of wrapping Over. it up. But uh, yeah. Kane's a very polarizing figure, obviously, and he's done. He's yeah, done, yeah, done a lot sure. of dumb shit. Um, what oh, was uh, what was the uh, what was the what was the the rumors? What was the scuttlebutt in Winnipeg about Evander Kane? Oh, nobody liked him. They hated him. Um, I personally didn't mind him because he played physical hockey. And I didn't care really what he did off the ice. Yeah, but he was a uh, yeah, he was a dick. They, a lot of people just couldn't stand him. Uh, just hearsay what stuff he would do. Um, uh, just uh, I thought he leaving tabs and all that, and uh, saying he hates the city. He doesn't even want to go out in it because he and he spends all his time in his condo. But um, the girl I was with at the time has a picture of him. And he's, uh, he showed up at a school and all that. So, uh, to meet the kids and all that. I don't know if they have to do stuff like that. I don't even know if the teams have to do that or their players get, oh, they just do it because they're asked or whatever. So, um, but that's really the only nice thing I've heard that he's ever done. So, so, but, uh, yeah, he wasn't very popular here whatsoever. And a lot of people thought he was just, uh, on, sounds like he is from what we, what we read and the stuff he's done. So, uh, it sounds like he's a total dick. So, but, yeah, um, for, like a friend of mine in Winnipeg, uh, I remember 
talked to him, and yeah, and he had said the same thing about Kane. There's lots of lots of bad blood in the city of over Kane. Like, you know, yeah. it was leaving bar tabs and restaurant tabs and not paying things. And well, I'm Kane. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. You know, and just leaving. You know, and it's just like, come on, man. You know, but uh, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> well, it's a shame. Like you said, though. I mean, kids. He's got. He's an amazing talent. Great player. Yeah, for sure. Eh? Yeah. So. Yeah, there was one guy here that I don't think the Jets gave a chance to, and he just, um, uh, Patrice Cormier, he played rough and all that physical, and I don't think the Jets gave I remember they signed this guy named Brett McLean, uh, just, and Cormier was their last cut, and they signed him as a free agent, so that, that, that sent them Cormier down to the, um, I forget who their, the, I'm not sure who their minor team was back then, um, I don't know if they were still called the Moose, but they were out in the, the Maritimes, I believe so, and I wish he would have given a shot, but he never was. And I guess if he, if he, he would have made it eventually. I think he plays in Russia now, but he's one guy I always liked that uh, played rough. So, but uh, I thought if they would have given him a shot, I think he could have developed, but no, it never happened. So, did you go to any of the Moose games when Rippin was playing? Uh, no, I didn't. Unfortunately, I might have, uh, but I don't remember. No, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't. So, yeah. Oh, he was, uh, he was fun. And that, that's good. They, um, they had his mother drop the, uh, the puck when the Jets returned. So, cause they signed him and then eventually, um, it happened. Eh? So. <clears throat> so, yeah. Oh, that's right. They did that. Yeah. That would have been, yeah. man, what a shame. That would have been cool to have him back in yeah, Winnipeg sure. with the Jets and, yeah, Rippin was yeah, so good. Yeah, there was another one uh, just open, and uh, yeah, for sure he would. Uh, his fights are all entertaining, everything. He, uh, all his fights for sure. So, but yeah, it's it's pretty sad what happened there. So, but that was really nice they did that um, because that was a big a big mystery. Uh, first game in Winnipeg, and who's going to drop the puck? And nobody knew. And then when it was Rippin's mother that did it, that was uh, pretty pretty good. I think a lot of people really uh, were happy with that. So, no, absolutely. So it wasn't long after. Yeah. So, well, there's the uh, our, our our kind of our, our walkthrough of the uh, of the original Jets. Anyway, the uh, you know from your mine and your childhood. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. That uh, quite a few quite quite a few names and uh, some some really good battles over the years, and I think. Like I said early on at the start here, when you know a lot of those battles, of course, they were in Winnipeg, and they and they unfortunately they were missed. So it was it yeah, was, it was good to have you on and to to, to talk about. Oh, them for sure, stuff. yeah, I enjoyed it. There's still so much stuff I didn't even uh, thinking I could have said. Like um, guys, we met like we mentioned that one fight with Brian Maxwell, but he he had some other good fights here, and Barry Leg, um, he's a city cop. And uh, he, I got like um, footage of him where he fought back and forth two in one game. They're both crappy fights. He went down right away, but still, guys like that or Wade Campbell and John Gibson even played here a little bit. And uh, I think I got a couple of vids of his fights. So, but hey, um, that's that's uh, tremendous. Well, here we're still going. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I said, yeah, hit us, hit and us with some names here. Yeah, too, man. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when uh, that those are the days I loved, like the mid '80s and all that. that that's when uh, my favorite Jet teams were because of uh, all those guys and all that. So and the early '80s, but like I said, there wasn't much footage. But as I got to see them when I was uh, when they broadcast games or when they appear on Hockey Night in Canada. Um, yeah, that very leg. Yeah, uh, I I was at a golf tournament with him, 
and he he knows a lot of the people that I used to hang out with, and I asked for his autograph, and he was like, oh. And he was just shocked because he uh, nobody said he says nobody's asked for his autograph in about fifteen years. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember he got beat up really bad on Hockey Night in Canada by Wolf Paymont, and he was just pouring blood. And he went back, but he still got beaten again after that. And I felt bad because nobody jumped in, and that's the days where if you're getting beat pretty bad, somebody would jump in, and eventually somebody kind of grabbed over and tried to pull Paymont off him. So. But, uh, yeah, he got beat up pretty bad right on Hockey Day in Canada one time. And he told me a story, too, where he challenged the Edmonton bench when he was in his WHA, and Semenko jumped over, and he was taking a beating from Semenko, but somebody jumped in right away, and he says, I forget who it was. He says, this guy saved me, whoever he um, he mentioned the player's name. I forget, but, yeah, I forget what he said. He challenged him and put his hands up and all that, and Semenko came right over and just uh, throttled him. So, so. Oh, the good good old days. Somebody thought they'd pull a Winsick. It looked so cool when Winsick did it, and the whole bench just sat there. I was like, I'm going to do that. And I was like, oh, shit, here comes Semenko. That was instant instant regret. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But he was another one I liked. And that's just because I know the guy. And uh, he's a city cop here now. So I delivered mail to his brother. So his his other brother, Randy, had a a big, tough guy in the WHL. But um, I think he got a serious knee injury, and so he can, can, couldn't continue. So he might have made it somewhere. He might have, and maybe had a minor league career, or who knows. But uh, that's unfortunate that happened, and he he fought a lot of guys. So, and I worked with a guy. Um, his brother fought a lot in the WHL. His name was Dan Sylvester. He fought. Uh, he said he's the hardest he's ever been hit by was um, Tim Hunter, and. Um, he said he fought Brown one game in this cell in the WHL, and then they saw him in a bar later, and he saw Brown walking. He goes, "Oh fuck, I got to fight him again." But no, it was all done on the ice and all that. It was finished. So he worked for Canada Post, but I believe after his career, I don't know if he played in the minors or not, but he ended up as a scout with the Capitals for a couple of years. But then he came back home, and he's um, that's where I got to know him a bit for working with Canada Post. So, but I got to know his brother better because I worked closely with him. So, but he had some good stories. His name was Dan Sylvester, so... Yeah, I know. I'm just looking at his stats. I completely forgot about the um, the Winnipeg Warriors in the in the West. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm going to hit you with a name if you remember Andy Risto. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he was... Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't see much of him because I was super young then, So, but uh, I knew who he was. I think he got... Um, I worked with a guy who was their stick boy, and um, I think somebody was beating on Randy... And uh, it was a maybe he was uh, two guys on him. This was happening in the bench. So the stick boy, um, his name is Andy as well. He um, he grabbed the stick and clubbed one of the guys over the head, and that stopped it because he saw um, Risto was taking a beating and he was kind of out of it. So so I don't know what eventually happened, but yeah, he uh, he was a legend here too, and when he played at the Warriors and all that. So. Uh, very popular, but I was still, like I said, I was young. But that guy told me um, the team paid his fine and all that, so because uh, the league fined him, because you know those days in the WHL, that's just crazy. So, so yeah. Well, and the the Winnipeg Warriors, of course, they were uh, they were a Western League team from 1980 to 84, and then of course they went they moved to Moose Jaw. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that'd be interesting. I I I didn't even. Uh, Think about asking you anything about the uh, the Warriors. 
Yeah. I played with uh, hockey on Friday nights with one guy, Chris St. Cyr, and he ended up playing in Europe. Um, I don't think he ever played over here, any professional, just out in Europe. But fuck, is he good. Uh, it just shows how good they actually are, the pro players and the minor league players, because uh, um, he's a cop as well. But he, he played with the Warriors, and he, he, he was like just so, he was so good. So after, and this is uh, like, like 15 years ago or 20 years ago, way after his career, and it's just a bunch of us guys just skating around. And, uh, but he was, uh, you could tell he just was taking it easy as well. So I still think it shows how good actually these um, guys that play junior hockey, how good they are. So, Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, of course, uh, yeah. w- one guy that, uh, for those listening, that, that briefly played three games with the Winnipeg Warriors, uh, Mick Fakoda. There you go, in 83. 84. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I remember um, listening to that and uh, on Joe's podcast that he, he was here for a bit. Yeah, those three games. So that was pretty good. But I don't remember that at all. So, But, yeah, that that was nice. That, that was kind of cool to know that he plays here a little bit. So, yeah. So he was a good interview. I enjoyed listening to him when, uh, when Joe was doing his uh, his interview on him. So that's some pretty good stories. So. And I, that's another thing is guys get on Bakoda because he lifted up the the pants when he fought, hey? Yeah. But he did say that if he went open face-to-face, he would never have that career as long as he did. So he had to do that because, he, like I said, he wasn't the biggest guy or the strongest guy. So, And the fights are not – some of them are entertaining, but not uh, not as good as somebody like uh, like a Churler or whatever who would just open up in North Cox or whatever, guys like that. But uh, Bakoda would – do a little bit of that, then he'd have to pull the pad move or whatever. So, I was always so, the, the but, thing that always surprised me with Fakoda is all those years he would do the pants and it, it would like even if he was winning, he would do it. But oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But later on in his career, like right at the end when he was playing with Montreal and then he was in Utah, if you yeah. actually go and watch those fights, he actually fights wide open. Really? Eh? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I haven't seen too much of those ones. Yeah, so I think his um, what I enjoy the most is when he popped out Seacord, So that was a pretty yeah. good one. So, but he had a lot of fights, a lot of pretty good fights as well, even before. Um, but yeah, I never I have to go check some of those out. Um, so a lot, I'm sure a lot, a few of them are on YouTube and all that. So, and I probably have the Montreal ones, but not not the one too much when he was in Utah. I think he did come through here when he was with um, when the Moose are here. I think he came through when playing with Utah a couple because I remember hearing the name. Oh yeah. So. Yep. that he was in a lineup. So. so, yeah, I actually have a lot of that. I have some of the, a bunch of that mid nine or late nineties moose stuff when they were in the IHL still, and yeah, they were, oh, they had, yeah, it t- tough. It was uh, the, the old IHL had some tough dudes rolling through it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember. I think it was you that mentioned that um, seeing those old hockey news. I used to do that too. Um, look at the stats from leagues and all that, and there was no footage of that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, but I, I'd go through the teams and the eye and all that. And you see it, you know, this guy only had 300 minutes and all that. And I, and I just, just um, always remember the name and all that. So, but that was pretty cool. But a little bit back then, but it's unfortunate until um, the tape started coming out. Then yeah, I can uh, eventually see some of that stuff. But uh, back then, yeah, you just look. I would just look at guys and see all their penalty minute totals when they were in the minors or the juniors and all that. So, so but. So that was pretty different time back then. So interesting to see it that way. Now we got all video, which is nice, but still. No, absolutely. Oh yeah, those those year end 
uh, yearbooks, hockey news yearbooks. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, and of course at the back, they, yeah, like you said, they'd have the stats from every league and, oh yeah, you'd be looking mm-hmm. and you'd see Kevin Evans with 648 minutes and you're just like, how does somebody yeah. do this? You know, like. Yeah, totally. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, oh yes, William, the good old days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that it's certainly I I I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I mean I certainly oh, hope sure. this isn't going to be the last time you come on. We'll we'll definitely uh, no, I enjoyed it. No, yeah. absolutely, it's we'll done. definitely get you on again. And uh, I want I, wa- I want to yeah. thank you. Um, I know, and it was kind of short notice that I asked you, and you were you were you were oh, pumped up anytime. right away. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight to come on the show. Yeah, there's some of the stuff like I didn't even mention, like. Um, as the stories that I've uh, I've read or listened to um, that I didn't even mention that I'll have to do it next time. So, but yeah, I'd like to do that again. It was good. So I have to admit I was, I was like a little I never did anything like this. So I was a little nervous at first, but after we talked on the phone, I, I felt totally at ease and didn't um, didn't feel uh, apprehensive whatsoever. I said, "Oh, this would be pretty cool." So my daughter said, "Just don't say anything stupid." So <laughs> I said, "Okay, well, I'm used to doing that, but it was just hockey, so it's." Uh, it was good. So. Oh no, absolutely no! It, it, it was a lot of fun to have you on, and uh, no man, it, it was it was great. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 